Good morning, boys and girls. It's so good to see you here this morning. I'm so excited. We are going to start a new book in the Bible, the book of Judges. <gasps> but before we do, let me stop and pray for us and ask God to help us. So we are. Let's close our eyes and let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can read in the new book of Judges how much you are faithful and how much you love us. Please teach us today that we can trust you. Amen. <gasps> Boys and girls, did you listen to Auntie Fiona teaching us about the book of uh, uh, Joshua? The book of Judges follows right after the book of Judges, uh, the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, we learned that God was a promise-keeping God. And that Israel had to listen to what God says. They had to trust Him and then do what He said. They were standing right there, remember, at the promised land. And Joshua was taking them into the promised land. And they must have been so excited. Because here in front of them is the land that God promised them for so many years. And they're inside of it. They also had to obey God, remember. They had to take out all the people and chase them out of the land. But God gave them a warning. Remember the warning? If you don't chase all these people out of the land, they will become a snare to you. You would start worshipping their gods and not me. Boys and girls, that must have been so excited for the Israelites. They must have been so excited. There they are. God's people were going into God's place, the land, the promised land, and God was ruling them. And you know what? When we start the book of Judges, it went well, but it went well only for a short time. As long as their leader was alive, Israel listened to God. But as soon as Israel's leader died, you know what the Israelites did? They forgot about God. And that is where the trouble starts. The book of Judges is all about Israel doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uncle Black, where's that picture of the cycle of the Judges? Where is it? Is it there? No, no. Oh, here it is. Thank you, Uncle Black. Can you guys see, boys and girls? Can you see the cycle? Let me tell you a little bit about this cycle. This is the cycle of rebellion. Can you see that beautiful crown there in the middle? Yes, boys and girls, that is when Israel listened to God. Everything went well. But as soon as their leader died, they rejected God. They actually forgot about God. They looked over the fences and saw, oh, look at all the beautiful gods those people have. And oh, maybe we can start listening to those gods. And you know what the Israelites did? They forgot that God was their ruler and they started running after and worshipping the other gods. Especially the gods called Baal. They forgot about God and worshipped him. Not that he existed at all. But anyway, what do you think God did? God was still faithful to his promises 
What do you got? What do you think God did to keep His promises? Well, it is very interesting. Do you know what God did? God first of all raised up the enemy. Do you guys see the enemies there? The guys with their swords running. Yes, God made them strong. The Philistines, the Jebusites, the Perizzites, all the ites. He made them strong, and then they came and they conquered the Israelites. They ruled over the Israelites. They oppressed the Israelites. And you know why God did that? God allowed them to get strong because God knew that the Israelites, when they are oppressed, will again remember God. Yes, they would remember their God. And you know what they did? God knew that they would turn around from worshipping those gods and turn back to worshipping God. There's a word for that in the Bible. What's that word? Can you guys remember what that word is? Repent. Yes, that's exactly what the Israelites did. You see that picture where they put their hands together and they prayed? That's what happened. God sent those, those nations to rule them and oppress them. The Israelites repented and then they cried out to God. They said, God, please come and help us. They remembered that God took them all the way from Egypt all the way to the promised land. So they remembered that he's a promise-keeping God. And so they went to him and said, Lord, please remember us. And you know the amazing thing that God did? As soon as the people came to God, repented and turned back to God, God loved the people so much that he raised a judge. Do you guys see the judge, the guy with the smiling face here? Yes, he raised a judge. Look at him. And you know what God did with that judge? God used that judge to rescue Israel from their enemies. He went out and he, that picture there with the X through the enemies, he defeated their enemies. And you know what? The people started worshipping God again as their king. So God's people were in the place God wanted them and they listened and obeyed God. But, boys and girls, that's the cycle. The problem is that only lasted until their leader died, until their judge died. And that is what the book of Judges is all about. It's about this cycle around and around and around and around Israel, rejecting God, God raising up an enemy, Israel remembering God, God raised up a judge, and God defeated the enemies, and they listened to God. And around and around and around it went. So today, we're going to look at the book of Judges. But before we can do that, boys and girls, you need your Bibles. So I'm going to pause for a minute, and I'm going to ask you to go and find your Bibles. So, pause. Do you guys have your Bibles? Do you got your Bibles? Look at my Bible. This is my Bible. Do you know how to find the book of Judges in your Bible? Well, let me tell you. You open your Bible. In the beginning, right in the first few pages, there's a called a contents page. You see the contents page? You run your finger down. You read, 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 read. Oh, book of Judges in my Bible says page 261. 
Okay? So then you open your Bibles, you look at the page numbers, page numbers, page numbers, page numbers. <gasps> page 261, we find the book of Judges. Actually, it's just after the book of Joshua. There it is. Can you imagine? We are going to read in Judges chapter 3. So you look at the big three. Find the big three. That's Judges chapter 3. Good. You guys have your Bible? Well done. All right. To help us today, we're going to ask three very important questions. To help us understand that cycle, that cycle of rebellion, we're going to have to ask three very important questions. The first one is we're going to ask, what did the people keep on doing over and over and over what did they get wrong second question we're going to ask is how did God help them or correct them and the third one is we're going to ask how did the people respond when God helped them all right book of the bible good I am going to start with the judge called Eud and I call him Eud the Unlikely. All right, Eud the Unlikely. And I'm going to start by reading for us a little bit of the Bible just from verse 12. So you go to Judges, you'll find the big three. Then you go down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And that is where I'm going to start reading for us. Judges chapter 3, verse 12. And it reads like this. Once again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over them. Getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him, Eglon came and attacked Israel and took possession of the city of Palms. The Israelites were subjected to King Eglon of Moab for 18 years. Boys and girls, can you see? Right again, the crown with the cross through. What did the Israelites do? The Israelites forgot about God and they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And you know what the Lord did? The Lord raised up this guy called Eglon, the king of Moab. And he gave him power. He didn't have power before. God gave him this power to defeat Israel in in this war, in this battle. And he took possession of the city of Palms. Now, what's the city of Palms? Well, let me show you a picture, and that might remind you. Can you remember this picture? Here's a city with walls around, and then something happened to the Israelites walking around, and those walls fell down. Yes, 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 can you remember? It's the city of Jericho. So King Eglon came and took possession of the city of Jericho, and he oppressed the Israelites for 18 years. God punished the Israelites because they did evil by raising up this king to oppress them. And you know what happened? Verse 15 tells us, Again the Israelites remembered God and they cried out to him. God knew that when this king would oppress them, the Israelites would remember their God, that their God was good. Their God brought them out of Egypt. God, their God fed them and looked after them. They know all those stories. And so they would remember and they would cry out to God. The picture here is 
they repented. They stopped listening and worshipping those other gods and repented and turned back to God. And you know what God did? When they cried out to him, God raised up for them a judge. And this judge is named Eud. Eud the unlikely. The Bible tells us he's unlikely because the Bible calls him a left-hander. Now, what is a left hand in the Bible? doesn't mean that he does his left hand is his strong hand. No, that's not what it meant. It meant that he was a right-handed person, but his right hand was shriveled up. He couldn't use it. You see in the picture there? His right hand doesn't work. Now, imagine your strong hand is your right hand, and all of a sudden you have to do everything with your left hand. So put your right hand behind your back. Quickly, boys and girls, put it there. And try and maybe brush your teeth with your left hand. Have you tried to brush your teeth with your left hand? It's very difficult. Have you tried to tie your shoelaces with your left hand? Very, very difficult. So this Ehud was unlikely. Uh, he was unlikely soldier because his strong hand was his right hand, but he couldn't use it. And so he had to do everything with his left hand. Now, Ehud unlikely. His left hand... His right hand was shriveled. Actually, that worked in his favor because the Israelites sent him to the king of Moab, King Eglon. And they sent him there with tributes, which is gifts. And we gave the gifts. And uh, as soon as they left, he turned around and he said to his friends, go away. I've got a special message, a secret message from God for King Eglon. And when King Eglon heard this, <gasps> he was super excited. Now, King Eglon, boys and girls, look at King Eglon. He's sitting on his chair. He's really, really overweight. But he was so excited that he didn't actually fear Eud because Eud's right hand didn't work. So he looked at Eud and he said, this guy can't hurt me. So Eud came in and King Eglon listened. And King Eglon wanted to hear what the secret message was. But meanwhile, Eud had a secret plan. He made a sword about a foot and a half long. Now, if you measure your leg, your leg from there to there is about a foot and a half long. So he could take that sword and you know where he strapped it? He strapped it onto his left inside of his leg like this. Now, if you search somebody, you would search for the sword around him, but you'd never search for the sword inside there. So the sword was hiding inside his left leg. And when King Eglon got up and he wanted to listen to Eud's story, Eud took that sword from outside, inside his leg, and he stabbed the king in his tummy. He was standing up and he stabbed him in his tummy. And as soon as he sat down, whoop, the sword disappeared inside his tummy and nobody could see the sword anymore. And Ehud killed King Eglon. Ehud, the unlikely, killed the king that oppressed the Israelites. But that's not all, boys and girls. The Bible tells us that Ehud then slipped away. He locked the door and he had enough time to get all the way back to the Israelites before the gods realized that their king was dead. And when Ehud got back to the Israelites, he blew the horn, the war horn, the ram's horn, and all the Israelites gathered. And he said to them this, listen to this, this is what Ehud said to the Israelites, 
Follow me, for the Lord has given Moab, your enemy, into your hands. And so the Israelites followed you. They went down and they destroyed all the Moabite people, all their oppressors. And they had peace for 80 years. Boys and girls, what an amazing story. Amazingly, God showed that he was faithful to his promises in two ways. Did you guys see that? He disciplined his people. He rose up those nations so that he knew the Israelites were not going to come back to him. They're going to remember him. And then as soon as the Israelites remembered God and cried out to God, what did God do? He rose, he raised up the unlikely to rescue them. And there they are. God disciplines his people and he rescues his people. Those are two things that God does to keep his promises. Now, boys and girls, that is not the most amazing thing about the story. The most amazing thing about the story, I think, is that Israel's God is your and my God too. Just like God is faithful to Israel, he's faithful to you and me too in disciplining us. And in rescuing us. Remember those three questions we asked in the beginning? What did the Israelites do over and over and over and over again? They sinned. Boys, what do we do over and over and over again? We sin. We forget about the Lord. We forget about what he's done for us. What does God do then? What did God do for the Israelites to correct them, to help them? He used their situation. He disciplined them. And then he rose up a judge. To save them. God uses all situations, boys and girls, to help us, to discipline us. The Bible tells us he uses all things for our good. And what is the judge? Who is the perfect judge that God raised to rescue us? Jesus. Yes, he rose Jesus. Jesus came to rescue us from our biggest problem. What is our biggest problem, boys and girls? It is sin. Our biggest enemy Yes, it is sin, boys and girls. And today, God promises you and me that anyone who cries out to him, any one of us who comes to him and asks him to help us and to forgive us for our sins, the Bible will tells us that Jesus will forgive us. So, boys and girls, this cycle, the cycle of the judges, is a cycle that you and I experience every single day. When we listen to God, when we obey God, When we are God's people and we live like God wants us to live and listen to God, it does go well with us. But as soon as we forget about the Lord, like the Israelites did, as soon as we start listening to other things, things don't go so well. But God is faithful. He promises us that he loves us and he cares for us. And so he uses all situations to remind us that we need Jesus He rose Jesus, Jesus died on the cross so that we can be forgiven. Being forgiven from our biggest enemy, which is sin. And so, every single day, when we turn, we stop listening to ourselves, we turn and we listen to Jesus, we repent and we believe. Jesus says that is what he wants us to do every single day. And so, boys and girls, as we end, we need to ask ourselves a question. We need to ask, actually, we need to ask God to help us not fall into this cycle. And when we fall into the cycle, when we sin, to know that he's faithful to forgive us, we need to go to him and ask him to help us. So, 
trust in King Jesus. That is very important. That he's faithful and that he always loves us. So let me pray for us. Let's close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much that we can see how desperately the Israelites sinned all the time and how much you loved them. Every single time when they came back to you, you forgave them. Help us, Lord, to see that we do the same thing. We sin every single day. Help us to turn back to you by repenting and believing in you. Help us to ask you to save us and not anything else. Amen. Thank you, boys and girls, for being here this morning. We are in the first study in the book of Judges. We're going to do three more. So see you next week. Bye.